1848, 34-year-old August Krug started a Milwaukee restaurant. Two years later, Krug hired Joseph Schlitz, a German immigrant from Mainz, to be his bookkeeper. When Krug died in 1856, Schlitz took over the management of the restaurant, which had then formed into a brewery, marrying Krug's widow, Anna, two years later and changing the name of the business to his own. That same year, his 16-year-old nephew, August Ullin, began working for the brewery, and over the next two decades, the brewery grew to be one of the two or three biggest in Milwaukee. In 1875, Joseph Schlitz was drowned after the ship in which he was traveling on a voyage back to Germany struck rocks off the Sicily Isles. Control of the brewery was inherited by August at that point and his three brothers, who had joined him in the business. Then the brewery prospered from that point forward, becoming the world's leading beer producer, the result of which included increased competition in the American beer industry. Schlitz started to get much more beer out of the same amount of plant and boost its margins. At first, it worked. In 1973, Schlitz was able to boast it had the most efficient breweries in the world. Rivals tried to strip Schlitz by claiming that its ABF brewing method meant it was selling green or too young beer. Schlitz responded by changing the meaning of ABF from accelerated batch fermentation to accurate balanced fermentation. He'd be given a warning about what could happen if brewers felt the beer was messing about with beer quality, but Schlitz continued on, eventually running into trouble with its mainstream brand after an attempt to disguise consumers what it was putting into its beer. Because it aged its beer less than other brewers, Schlitz added silica gel to the product to prevent a haze forming when it was chilled. In 1976, the company began to worry that the United States Food and Drug Administration would compel brewers to list all their ingredients on bottles and cans. Its use of silica gel would show up in harsh contrast to its rivals like Anheuser-Busch, who aged their beers longer, allowing protein to settle out naturally and did not need to use any anti-haze products. Schlitz kept quiet about the problem, their owners argued that the haze was not actually physically harmful to drinkers and indicates not much of the beer would be kept at temperatures in which the haze would form. Drinkers did complain, sales began to drop, and Schlitz began its downfall. In response, Schlitz pushed its marketing department to go for a new high-impact advertising campaign featuring an aggressive-looking boxer who demanded, when asked to swap his Schlitz for another bland, You want to take away my gusto? Instead of amusing viewers, the ad put them off. Consumers found it menacing, and it became known as the Drink Schlitz or I'll Kill You campaign. Schlitz's slide was swift and disastrous. The product's decision to reduce quality came known in business circles as the Schlitz mistake. It's been argued that the owner's response to increased competition from Anheuser-Busch and Miller, cutting costs to increase short-term profits, was a rational decision. And if there had been anything of a strategy of management to decline about it, then the complete collapse in shareholder value in the late 70s and early 80s might have been avoided. So while the brand may have lost their gusto, the boys keep theirs. On today's episode, Schlitz Beer. Cheers, Cheers, my Joe, friend. Drink Schlitz or I'll kill you. <laughs> that was a long-winded intro, and uh, listeners may not know it, but we were going to have to. We had to do a few edits to make that thing work. No, um, you you banged it out. Thank you, well, buddy. Joe. It was good. It was. There's a, a lot of story effort. there. There's a <laughs> There's lot, a of story lot going there. on. The thing we should probably touch on at the beginning is that this, and you brought this up when you were doing the research, this is almost the exact same story at the very front it's as Blatt's beer. It's remarkable. So the 
Joseph Schlitz. Yeah. So August Krug, who founded the restaurant, which turned into the brewery. Krug got screwed, baby. <laughs> he sure did. When he died, Joseph Schlitz took over the management brewery and took over the management of Krug's widow. <laughs> Wait now. Yeah, some might say. Uh, uh, but yeah, the same thing with Blatz. It was like the secondhand man came in, the main guy died, and then he's like, all right, I'm taking your wife and your brewery. Not Very that the wives, the wives probably were powerful in this. They wanted to get into the second relationship. I know, I kind of regret saying took over the management as the joke. <laughs> I don't yeah, mean that. Bit... Devin, if you're listening at home, I apologize. <laughs> it's 2017, Joe. They all know in this whole song, it's, the roles are reversed. <laughs> um, but very strange beginnings. Yeah. Nonetheless. Hey, and you thought uh, Joseph Schlitz dried in a shipwreck. Well, you just wait for the brand Schlitz to die in a shipwreck. He didn't, he didn't dry in a shipwreck, Nick, because he got wet and drowned. <laughs> <laughs> he died and his wife dried up after oh, he wasn't coming boy. home. <laughs> Uh, okay. But it's a wild it's a wild beginning and then nonetheless some perseverance by the Schlitz brand because it became the uh, one of the most dominant beers in the in the world with almost 14% of the market share through the 70s and 80s. Yeah, it seemed like they were like what I read they were going back and forth with Anheuser-Busch to be like the leading producer and seller of beer in the country. And then the fact that Schlitz is what it is today whereas Anheuser-Busch is what it is today is remarkable. Yeah. Thinking back to then at one point in the world you could just walk in, I'll have a Schlitz. Yeah. It's like drinking a Bud or a Bush or, or a Miller Lite, whatever it is. Yeah. And the fact that you said the what precipitated their downfall was competing with Miller Lite. Yeah. Who it's people greed. were going for more. Yeah. And they were trying to produ- pump out more beer, just totally under quality. Color, undercutting the quality that they had. Yeah. All that artificial shit. Like, how could you think that was a good idea? We're going to put silica gel in here. It's 70s, baby. <laughs> like the- the, Science is good, baby. Yeah, plastics, doesn't matter. We'll consume the whole fucking thing. Throw it all in the microwave, we'll be good. Hey, that's why you got kidneys and a liver. They filter it out, okay? Yeah, and and I think, I, I, I'm sure there were a lot of businesses at the time that were turning toward these new chemicals and these new plastics were being rapidly invented um, to say, let's make things cheaper and easier for the public. Yeah. And I, obviously that didn't work. What works turns out to be efficiency and maybe like lowering the quality of the product through diluting it rather than trying to invent like a (laughs) get rich quick chemical yeah it was the way to go and that's essentially what anheuser-busch did to have that type of like market position though and turn to something that's totally changing your formula is just insane yeah and like we talked about it's like new coke essentially where they try to make it more like the competition or like outdo the competition in some way and People just said, no, we hate this. Yeah. It, 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 it's the classic American tale. It's, it's what happened when greed. I tried to start wearing Jenkos in middle school. People said, no, that is not your brand. You, you were can't on top wear of the those. world and how swiftly you fell. Yes. With the I was, I was the most popular kid in class. And then the Jenkos just took me down, you know? Yeah. Listeners should know Nick's wearing Jenkos right now <laughs> and wears them every day. It's uh, so much easier to take a shit because the turd's going to just roll out the bottom. Oh, the, you don't take them off? No, no, no. You, st- you, just you can stand leg, on the toilet, yeah. You stand on the top of the toilet and then you stick your leg in the hole yep. and let the Jenkos do their yep. Plinko magic. I haven't bent my knees in years. <laughs> uh, how are the first sips going down? We should talk about the beer itself. 
It has a taste to it. These are ice cold <laughs> beers, by the way. It certainly has a taste. You did a good job. We have our cooler technology in full effect. Yes. And the cold cans boys are certainly enjoying a cold can. I don't it's got a taste to it. I'll say that much. Well, what do you expand <laughs> for the listeners? Because I agree it's we talked a little bit about session lager last week and how it's doesn't have a ton of flavor, but has enough, has alcohol content. While you're bringing right it up, up to the session top. lager, we have some fans very upset about uh, us not addressing the fact that are we dipping session into the, beer. Are we dipping into the mailbag? Well, uh, we'll save it for later, but there there's some controversy on last episode, okay. understandably so, because you lost your mind a little bit. Well, we'll come back to it, but I, I stand by my claim. Um, but yeah, this has more flavor than the It tastes the like a beer. Lager, it tastes yeah. like a beer. It, yeah, but- it tastes like a mid-grade, low-quality beer. Does it still have silica gel? I think I can taste the gum. <laughs> yeah. I used to eat all those packs that would come in the clothes when you buy them. Yeah. I used to eat those all the time. <laughs> it was, the, it was, was like quite a contrarian a as a kid. pack of gushers or something. You'd <laughs> pop those silica gels <laughs> in. Yeah. You get one stuck in your teeth. You got to dig it out and then swallow it. You don't throw it out. You <laughs> yeah. swallow it. Swallow those things down. Get confused. Get off the wrong bus stop. Start walking in the other direction. <laughs> That's a gusto, baby. <laughs> Don't dig away my gusto. <laughs> we should expand on that. Should we? Can we play one of the commercials? The Don't Take Away My Gusto. So again, hey Joe, just to why set don't we the, play one of the commercials to set the context for the listeners? Schlitz hit its peak, started to degrade its quality like crazy. Anheuser Busch is taking over, and so their response was a marketing campaign that uh, that did this. Excuse me, champ. Great fight. Now, we'd like to take away your Schlitz and have you endorse our beer. No. You want to take away my gusto? <laughs> Say, you tickle me. <laughs> you want to take away my Schlitz, my gusto? Well, I'm going to play Picasso. And put you on the canvas. <laughs> You're going to be down for a count oh, so long, they're going to use nice. a calculator. <laughs> take away my gusto. If you don't have Schlitz, you don't have gusto. Brother, you don't have beer. Schlitz. Schlitz. So obviously people reacted negatively to that, <laughs> calling it an aggressive campaign. Is that just playing off of what we talked about last week, a little bit of the Trump supporter mentality, which is the man comes in and takes away what's rightfully mine? Like, I, I distrust the powers that be. So this guy comes in and, and he's Anheuser-Busch in this analogy, comes right. in and, and says, you, you, you can't have what you've liked for all of your life. And God knows you still like the Schlitz brand. The, You've been the, drinking it since grade school. Right. The man's trying to take it away from you. And so resist um, and, and, and go back to Schlitz, even though in all reality, we're kind yeah. of acting as the, the evil, the man in this conversation. Right. It's from the Schlitz-like perspective. That's why it doesn't work. It's not the consumer. Right. It's the company saying- this other company has undercut us. And right. Don't you more feel beer. like that too, the yeah. consumer? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And the fact that it is like Leo Burnett advertising agency came up with this campaign for them is a little worrisome. Sure. Because they're considered one of the best in the world. But it totally just doesn't hit home because they, they, they were trying to like be edgy, but it was the wrong type of edginess. Yeah. It was, I, I read a good uh, line about it. It said, Cut through the like, cut through the mess, but don't stab your consumer. Which is what Schlitz did here: is yeah. stab the consumer. Yeah, they they erroneously thought that that's how people felt. When in reality, people started to choose Anheuser Busch's product because yeah. Schlitz was doing bad things. Yeah, so it didn't resonate. I also saw a line about these ads that said, 
rather than this buds for you, it's this bloods for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kill you. Yeah. So we, the, let's play the second one, too. Let's play the other. Go for this it. This is Wilderness Man and Cougar. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. We'd like to take away your Schlitz and have you try our beer. Shut up. Shut up. Down, baby. I'll handle this. You want to take away my Schlitz? You want to take away my gusto? <laughs> You're the first person that ever made me laugh. You want to take away my Schlitz? My gusto? <laughs> Say hello to your lunch. Take away my gusto. <laughs> if you don't have Schlitz, you don't have gusto. You don't have beer. <laughs> so the, the, the visuals are worse than the audio, there, by the way. <laughs> and we'll post links to this. But well, they we, buried... <laughs> maybe. <laughs> if we remember... They they buried a pretty good slogan in there, which is, yes. you, if you don't have Schlitz, you don't have beer. Yes. But take away my gusto is something I don't, none of us that identify with. That landed at the time, apparently. That wasn't the problem slogan. That was like, right. it's working, you know? Don't take away my gusto. Yeah. That worked for Schlitz. But, and again, if, if don't take away my gusto worked... <laughs> In that we associated the word gusto, I guess, with Schlitz. Why did they go so far as to come up with, again, what became known as the Drink Schlitz or I'll Kill You campaign? <laughs> Was it just a continuing uh, pressure to to push back against the competitors? Yeah, make a name for yourself, I think. It's it's the, the tendency to, you know, you shave your head so people will notice you, that type of thing. Right. And with a brand... They were obviously slipping in market share at that point, but they weren't right. to the point that they were. I would be interested to see how many people stopped drinking Schlitz because of this ad, or if it was just new people would be like, no, I'm not going to have Schlitz because it's of It's probably new people were turned off, and existing people, if they were on the fence already, were going, oh, God, this, these people seem fucking desperate, and this is gross. I mean, on its surface, like, who wants to say all of a Schlitz in a bar? You got to yeah, change your name at that. some point. We should touch on the obvious thing that we haven't even talked about so far, which is the decision to name your beer Schlitz. I get that Joseph Schlitz bought the beer and so took his last name, but goddamn, if it doesn't sound close to shits. <laughs> and the uh, the obvious response to drinking Schlitz is Schlitz gives you the shits. Yes. Uh uh, it's, we'll update. We'll we'll tweet and we'll post about it. Yeah, if we hilarious. get the shits, yeah, we'll put our pictures online. No, it's hilarious. I get it. It's Rate really com. Fun wordplay, guys. With if I drink the Schlitz, I get the shits. Um, so s- some of the wordplay, the Schlitz has done itself. Here, here I'm reading some of Schlitz's print ads were criticized for the way they portrayed portrayed women, and other ads oh boy. use of just like the cold cans boys. Of, yeah. yeah we, we get a lot of hate from many sides. The other ads use of, quote, Schlitz words, such as Schlitznick for picnic, <laughs> also, <laughs> fa- also failed to win favor with beer drinkers. Oh, gross. Oh, uh, yeah. A Schlitznick. Let's have a Schlitznick. I feel like I've smelled a lot of your Schlitznicks uh, on Sunday mornings when we watch football together. I haven't an idea of what you could mean, Joe. So- Schlitz may be a combination of their poor marketing, maybe a combination of their greedy owner. Are you saying I farted in front of you before? No, I was talking about that going I, to the bathroom take up. after you, and it's it's gross. Why do you follow me into the bathroom? <laughs> well, I don't follow you directly, and I follow you an hour and a half later, and we watch- If you want to have a sword fight- We watch Sunday Ticket. Or a wooden sword fight. Hey, that's- <laughs> Maybe that's well, that when you're taking a, a shit. Yeah. No, I thought it wouldn't sword fight. And again, I apologize. Oh, mother, if you got a if you both oh. have boners while you're doing a sword okay. fight. Okay. 
I like that too. chime in if you've ever come in with a <laughs> wooden. Don't please don't come in with a wooden sword hey fight. But if you're ever uh, playing uh, swords, I, what would it be if you're having a shit like you're trying to both shit into the same toilet? I don't know if that's, that's a thing why that you can. Guys can walk in. This is guys' corner because hey, the cold cans plays. <laughs> we got penises, so you're it. I think you can both go into the same bathroom and try to pee at the same time. I think it's just simply a double decker if you're trying to both shit at the same time. Or are you saying we're going cheek to cheek? What if you go back to back? Ways, yeah, yeah, back yeah. Back yeah. to back, cheek to cheek. You're supporting each hoping other, hoping that you've where it comes out is within the oval. Yeah, you have symmetrical assholes, so it's in the same. Maybe it comes the down best to the way to do it wouldn't be to go back to back on the sides, Uh-oh. but rather somebody's fortunate enough to go back to back on the front, and then someone has to straddle the tank. Okay, <laughs> they go back to back on the back, and then you both dump in at the same time. This yeah. isn't a wooden sword fight. It could be Well, uh, it's because it's like brown as wood it tends to be. That's why I was thinking it was a wooden sword fight. But the sword is the tool used to do this thing. Right. In this case, it's kind of like a- So it's like a, a shot to it. You're dropping. No, it's your backs hitting each other. You're pushing back with each other. It's kind of like oh, a so sumo you wrestler have... or something. Okay. It's a sumo fight. When you sit back to back at a toilet- Yeah. And you both shit. A sumo fight, but there's got to be something that refers to the backwards nature of it. Yeah, because that's inverse. It's like a, it's a it's in it's a backward sumo fight. The backward sumo. When fight. do two people ever push their backs, folks? If you guys could come up with when two people push their backs to each other, yeah, to try to move each other off their block, uh, tweet at <laughs> us at Cold Cans Podcast. Yeah, it's like you're boxing out your buddy from the toilet, and whoever gets the most shit in the toilet wins. But you never box your buddy out. Back to back. No, oh, you're saying. One's... Oh, I see. So I thought we were in it together. You're saying well, you it's put your be backs... a fight in some way. You put your backs together. And you're trying to bust your buddy off the block. Yeah. But the problem is, if you bust your buddy off the block too soon, <laughs> he's shitting on the floor. Yeah, he's got to clean, clean up. that up. That's gross. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, listeners are smarter than us. <laughs> Chime in, listeners. If you could come up with Good what this should Lord. be called. Um, get back oh. to Schlitz, uh, whether it was its corporate greed, whether it was the, the, the marriage stealing, whether it was the shitty name, the Schlitzy name, um, uh, or the poor marketing campaigns, it fell and it fell off the map. And that's why none it of fell us really like know. a turd that hits the rim of a toilet. <laughs> yeah. Just after it got beat by a backward sumo fight. Um, it fell and it exploded into many pieces and it fell hard, not loose. Uh, but nonetheless, as of a couple years ago, guess what, baby? <gasps> Schlitz is back. Schlitz is what back, baby? Um, Schlitz, Schlitz is, is back owner, to back. So, <laughs> yeah, back With to the back. Similar brewery. Uh, Schlitz is owned by Paps, Paps Brewing Company, of course. Elephant in the room. Out, out Plaps. Of the gates. Schlitz is owned by Plaps Blue Living. <laughs> hey, uh, or I'll kill you. It's it PBR. As they've done with their flagship brand, well, no, sorry, Pabst Brewing Company, as they've done with their flagship brand PBR, is recreating the Schlitz old formula using notes and interviews with old brewmasters to concoct the Pilsner again. So the original Pilsner has been lost. They're now recreating it. Um, 
It hopes baby boomers will reach for the drink of their youth, otherwise known as, quote unquote, the beer that made Milwaukee famous. Mm. They want to create a following among younger drinkers, yada, yada, yada. It's now a corporate brand again, where I'm sure it won't fall into the same pitfalls it fell in the first time. Um, no, this brand is strong, Joe. Yeah. So people like Leonard Jurgensen say the beer reminds them of better days. The 67-year-old who grew up on the edge of the brewery downtown said, decades ago, it seemed like a white man could go and do anything he wanted oh, in the no. city. No, he didn't that say that. That does not say that. Okay. <laughs> just kidding. Decades ago, Jesus. it seemed like everyone in the city either worked for the brewery or knew someone who did. If there was a special occasion, you drank Schlitz. Jurgensen had it on his wedding day 45 years ago. For many years, the product was associated with happy times, especially to people my age, said Jurgensen, who's writing a book on Milwaukee's breweries. As we all know, the world is not the best it can be today. He did say that. We used to be you in like the year 2040 of talking about (laughs) Spotted Cow after it's been. The world's not the best it can be. We used to think those are hard times. And when you look back, um, those are good old days. Schlitz's comeback has been slow, just like the fall from the top. It was tested in a few markets available in Minneapolis, Chicago, Western Florida, and Milwaukee. Um, well, Western Florida is just like Wisconsin South, essentially. Yeah. That's where all the snowbirds go. And according to Jurgensen, considered by Paps to be the foremost Schlitz story. Shout out Naples, Florida. Hey, big shout out. We know we have a contingent who I'm sure enjoyed the reverse sumo talk earlier. Uh, uh, Jurgensen said that brewery control shifted from family members to distant relatives, and that was the whole problem. Xenophobia is the answer, baby. <laughs> Jurgensen seems like a real piece of shit. It was real a real piece of shit. So he said the brewery was ruined because it was passed to the other side of the family. And yeah, within, distant okay. family. It's not because of the corporate greed. It's He's a... Just a, the, 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 what He's we talked about last week, out. 101. Yeah, yeah. Let's turn to the corporations because it was all about how yeah. we left the family. We left keeping it close. Globalization's rotten in the world. Where did we lose our way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't want to talk about that anymore, the okay. Jurgensen thing. Let's yeah. go to, should we do t- Parable or Terrible? Parable or we Terrible, a we have one. a very special one. Folks. Yeah, we do. All right, we'll move on. So good Wisconsin beer, Schlitz, brewed in Milwaukee. Yeah, we've barely it's talked about it. the beer that made Milwaukee famous. It's a beer, 1848. Uh, we, we were partial to Wisconsin beers, and this is no exception. Yes, and I was in a, a Packers bar in Portland, Oregon this weekend, and they had just the most beautiful Schlitz uh, Schlitz Brewing Company sign on the wall in the bathroom. We'll post. Pictures. We'll post a picture of it. I'll print a picture out and send it to all of our listeners. Yes, uh, but it was post, beautiful in the post office. We'll we'll send because we have all your addresses. Hey, I love the USPS, and I'm here to say I'm going to send out mail in a very fine way. <laughs> I lick those stamps. I put them on the envelope. <laughs> oh, you painted yourself into a corner, buddy. <laughs> Come up I get with stressed it. out, so I take a toke, and then I, I get arrested because I can't smoke weed. I'm mandated by the state government of many states. <laughs> All right, this week's parable or terrible yep. is a big juicy bratwurst. So we got a bratwurst here in front of us. Uh, it was grilled um, for us a couple of hours ago at this point, uh, but it's been sitting on the table, um, staring at us. It smells good. It's a brat with a looks like a freshly baked bun that's been crisped on the on the grill. 
No, the bun at least has been crisp on the grill. It's got some sauerkraut around, sauerkraut yeah, around sauerkraut. it. Stone ground mustard. I think some yellow mustard on it. Yes, definitely some yellow mustard. High quality looking brat. All right. Uh, a bite of the brat. Bright of the drink brat. of the Schlitz. Well, before, what did we do before? We took a drink of the beer and then took a bite. Yeah, yeah. So let's do both. Drink of the beer, bite of the brat, okay, drink and of the beer. Drink. Okay. All right, so Schlitz. The sandwich. Schlitz sandwich. Brat sandwich. The brat. Oh, man. That was a good brat. That's a really good brat. Yeah. A lot of dead air. Hey, not as dead as Joseph Schlitz at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. You said it. Not as dead as this fucking country ever since Schlitz went down. We all know it used to be better when they kept it to the family. Our values are under attack, Joel. Um, The bite was delicious, and like, it felt like this would be the type of beer you should cook a brat in, mm. not drink. Yeah, it's kind of like drinking cooking oil or something. <laughs> um, but Which I love to do, by the way. But paired, Give me a big old bottle of Crisco, softened up. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. I'm all set on a Monday. Put that thing, let that thing congeal. Eat it like a lollipop. <laughs> um, I, uh, with the, the bite of the brat and then the chasing it with the beer to let the brat go down, that's a wonderful taste. Oh, my God, yeah. It transported me to, like, to a, like, sunny Sunday afternoon. Lambeau Field. Yes. Yes. That or, like, a, even, like, a church fundraiser, like, yeah. brat Crisping sale. over the, a good brat that's. Like popped open, and you can kind of see the juices coming out over the top. I love to be popped open, and my juices run free. <laughs> oh, mommy! Uh, you, you eat the brat, you drink a dozen of these slits, you have a inverse sumo <laughs> fight at the end of the night, and you call it a day. I miss it. I miss. I miss the Wisconsin days. You don't get a lot of that in Seattle. I'll tell no. you that. And I mean, this one, this one was, ladies and gentlemen, this was settled before we even did it. Parable or terrible? Very, Very parable. Nom, 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 nom. All right. I deep throat that brat, Joe. Oh, Nick. We don't have to go. Nah. No, go, go ahead. I'd have the Schlitz, Schlitz splash on my face at the end. Oh, Nick. Um, can we go to Beer Advocate? Or Let's does go. it not have his shit together still? It doesn't have its schlitz together, I can hey, tell you that much. Hey, <laughs> but it's got a little bit of gusto. You bitch. <laughs> Don't take away my gusto. Tie me up and call me gusto. I just married your wife. Hey. <laughs> that was it. Okay. okay, on Beer Advocate, it has a score of 3.54 out of 5 because apparently that's what we're... Maybe Beer Advocate is going with <sighs> forks now. So it's out of five forks. How many is how many is Schlitz? Three point uh, five four forks. A nod and a wink to the to the people we stole this podcast from. A nod in the wink, and we're here to say. Uh, also on the SchlitzBrewing.com, they quote Beer Advocate as hailing Schlitz as the highest consumer rated American lager. Take that, Anheuser. Uh, George W. Bush. Oh, Anheuser-Busch beer. up in smoke, so let's leave it <laughs> hey, behind. Hey, more like all it's good for now is painting pictures in its bathtub. What? That's what George W. Bush does. <laughs> it's in his bathtub doing it. Yeah, that's right. His Come pictures, on. I saw him on like the Today Show or some shit, and his pictures are awful. They're fine. It's cool that he's like They're doing fine. it, They're fine, and it, it is cool, but it's not cool that he's going on like a tour the fact and that, releasing yeah. a book and like right. cash. Does he have to cash in? Is George he's, W. Bush starving for money? As anyone in politics is, he's insane and just loves the yeah, limelight so it. much. Yeah, sure. 
<clears throat> Politics, am I right? Hard Let's reset. get into it. Hey, we've tried to avoid it all show. We've been dancing on the fringes of it. But uh, we got a lot of great feedback about last week's episode. <laughs> we sure did. People loved it. In fact, hey. let's go to the mailbag. My name's Joey Gawk, and I'm here open to say I'm opening up the mailbag on a very fine day. I'm going to open up the mailbag. Don't come here and be a hag. Nope. Just be a good person and give us feedback, and then we'll never do anything. We won't take crack. We'll just keep and drink schlitz today. Keep is not a word. I don't know what to say when I'm rapping. I can't improv rap. I don't know how to give a crap about doing basic structure. Now, here we're going to go to the mailbag. That's the show. Hey. All right. Uh, Wisconsin Corgi Association at If It's Not Baroque tweets, and this is what you alluded to at the beginning of the show. At Cold Cans Pat, at Cold Cans Podcast. <laughs> oh, boy. At Tampons Cold Case. <laughs> At Cold Cans Podcast, lost my support. Did not address the, quote-unquote, session ales less than 5% issue. Who can I trust now? No one. Uh, what is this issue, Nick? Enlighten me. So this, you this took particular listener, brought, I took another bite I didn't of bride. See you do I it, needed you it. did it. I needed it. This particular listener has a problem with the definition of session, a session beer. Okay. Because under most terminology, a session beer has to be under 5% alcohol. Because it has to be a beer that you can drink in large quantities. Okay. Like over a day or so. Okay. And the session lager that we had was 5.1% alcohol. That was one of the reasons we liked it so much. Right. Because I get uh, pissed up. It had the allure of sessionability of its It not was a light tasting beer with a heavy alcohol content. And that's like, we would want that more so than the, the reverse if it was like, you know, Michelob Ultra or something where it's right. ultra light and you're really not getting buzzed on it. Right. Like physically buzzed. You could feel buzzed, but you're not actually buzzed. If you get pulled over, you might actually get arrested. Whereas with Michelob Ultra, you might be under the limit. Got it. We don't want that. We want the higher ABV. And that's why I get it why by most definitions, a sessionable beer is not over 5%. But like as someone who's mostly I drinking see, to I get see, drunk- that's why I think we like it. And I could drink that session lager for an entire day. So this is a subjective definition of sessionability? Pretty much. Or is that, did we make up that definition? Or no, it's a thing. Okay. A sessionable beer is something that you can drink for long periods of time. It's well, typically what? under if 5%. if it's not Baroque? We reject all traditional notions of sessionability. Hey. To us, sessionability means how many can I fit in this session and not feel bloated? Not feel oh, no. sick. He's standing up and putting his one knee up. Not He's got feel his hand in the air. Like I'm bounded by the buffoons in the White House or his shirt in the off. Congress. Not feel like the white man <laughs> can't pressure me. Oh, no. Anyway. Might I, have to edit that one I out. I think it's positive feedback. Uh, it's our I gotta say, I was in person no, with was this Jurgensen. user. It was listener. the character. Oh, that was Jurgensen the character of Jurgensen. Okay, yeah, that yeah, is more Colcans disavows. I disavow. Okay, I disavow. I disavow on all sides. Can we read another piece of feedback? At Brooks Maddox says on the last episode. Wow, did the boys get into some bad kombucha ahead of this episode? <laughs> Uh, we we lost I, our minds a bit. I think we've kind of lost our minds, even down to the Jurgensen character I just did. I think we've been losing it a little bit. We're a, bit, a little bit loopy. Uh, I think we've drank 
too much. I've been drinking quite a bit, and yeah. that's a slippery slope. On the kombucha thing in particular, yeah. I was in Portland, Oregon this past weekend, mm-hmm. and I went to this kombucha speakeasy, as it was known. We went down a flight of oh, stairs. Jesus we walk Christ. into this place. That's my fucking nightmare, what you're <laughs> describing. This is my a personal hell would be to walk into it. Keep going. Yeah, if you get a bad feeling in your gut going into it, you'll have the same one walking out of it. Because you walk in and there's just a line of taps and then a, a payment center, like a, an iPad with the, wow. you know, pay here thing. And you walk up and says, you know, there's no one here monitoring. You can have, you can sample whatever kombucha you'd like. Take from any of these five taps. And then you can purchase a 16-ounce cup for here. Or you can get a bottle, fill up like a gallon jug to go. Uh-huh. Pay what you will. And then through this door is these padded seats with these low tables where you can just sit down and just chill out, you know, chill out and have a nice booch. Get some I don't booch like this kombucha gut. tone you're taking. <laughs> Get some booch in your gut, man. It's all mahalo, very uh-huh. mahalo. So I had some of this booch, uh-huh. which was purported to be trillions of probiotics <laughs> per cup. And swimming up this to your new, eyeballs. Your eyeballs are this, floating in probiotics. Yeah, this new, new brewing method that ensured better. Better preservation of flavor and like fewer sugars needed and stuff like this. And I had a gut ache after I drank it. And you know I've had a lot of kombucha in my days, but this speakeasy left me feeling a little bit speakeasy. Queasy, I knew it. <laughs> and so that's all wow. I'm saying. I did get into a little bit of bad kombucha this past weekend. So Brooks is a future seer. Maybe <laughs> you he's could had. think of the word. <laughs> Maybe he's had. More kombucha than I could ever know. Yes, Grooks, a very prescient tweet of you, uh, but uh, did I just hear an admit, admit, admittance I, that kombucha made your gut queasy? This certain strain of, that's a that's like a... I thought the whole point was gut health. <laughs> that's a notch in the yes column for kombucha because this strain in particular would give your gut like superpowers, but I'm not there yet. I'm on like, I'm on the... Two steps below superpower gut health level. Oh, Jesus Christ. So if I could get there, that'd so be nice. So kombucha is like this weird Scientology thing where there's levels <laughs> and like you have to yeah, get teams. to a certain point and only certain people, you're the Tom Cruise of kombucha. Mm-hmm. We call them guttons. <laughs> I got this, a certain amount of guttons. I need more. All right, let's get off of kombucha. We'll do a full, full Thanks episode Thanks for the tweet at that. Brooks Medic. Anybody uh, tweeted us at Cold Cans Podcast. Let's get to Schlitz Beer's ranking. From Taint to Tip, Smirnoff, Isol, Duels, Olympia, Budweiser, Miller Lite, Miller 64, Milk Club, Ultra, Molson, Shepherd Hopper, Hefeweizen, Grapefruit, the Beer, Rolling Rock, PBR, Eyinger, Browise, Eyinger, Palisades, Pineapple, Tecate, Heineken, Blatt, Sierra Nevada, Torpedo, Extra, IPA, Rainier, Crikey, IPA, Blue Moon, Whole Garden, Kona Longboard, Day, Shoot, Swivelhead, Red, Old Rasputin, Rodenbach, Grand Crew, Spotted Cow, and our number one rated brew of the year. <laughs> Or ever. Session premium lager as of last week. Those are the rankings, Nick. Flawless, Joe. Thanks, buddy. I tripped up a couple times in there, but... I didn't notice at all. felt good. I didn't notice at all, Joe. Thanks. Uh, where do you put Schlitz? It's rise, it's downfall. We didn't really talk about the logo, but it's kind of got like this classic like Blatz-looking logo. Uh, except yeah, with red, kinda. red trimming around it. Um, 
They got the one where it's a globe with a Schlitz belt around the globe. Yeah. I, they keeps, should feature that more prominently, It keeps I think. Earth's fat ass in order. <laughs> yeah. uh, Back when I was a cat, nobody was getting fat. No, on you the cut your dog down the street, nobody would give you shit. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> for being you a white wear man. wear a hood all you want. Oh, okay. Uh, that's Jurgensen. Um, Schlitz, 16-ounce cans we just drank. We both finished it. Yep. Good logo. Beer was fine. Interesting story. Pairs very well with a with a with a brat. What's your conjecture? Uh going off a of taste, I would never drink this beer outside <laughs> this context. And for that reason I am going to uh, rank it right around um oh mama. Right around Molson territory. Yeah. And and also because like lower. it's the ultimate what you don't want to do in your life thing. Like if we're taking a lesson from Schlitz of like, hey, I got a lead. What am I gonna do? Ooh, I'm gonna piss it away. I like that a lot. Like these beers should, the rankings should reflect the life lessons learned. Yeah, I got the, so much of beer in my veins in that it pretty much this beer. Yeah, yeah, it pretty much is my life. Okay. So this, like, Schlitz was out ahead. They were, like, competing back and forth for the number one spot of beer production and consumption in the world. And then they just totally fa- fell off by changing their their recipe. You know what that right. tells us? Never listen to anyone. <laughs> Only do what you think is right. No, that's a, that's a bad lesson to learn. You should have listened to reasonable voices in your life. But for Schlitz in particular, they messed with a good recipe that they had going, fucked up their whole market share, yeah. Had bad ads to go along with it yeah, that them. For, further torpedoed them, torpedoed them, and uh, yeah, I would have this down. Um, I'll put it under Molson because I liked Molson because of our Canadian kinship with it. I, I am so persuaded by your argument. I'm willing to say fuck Schlitz the Uh-oh. whole way. My name's Joey Glock, and I'm here to say fuck Schlitz <laughs> the whole way. The branding. Seems to copy Blatz. The goddamn story of the company copies Blatz. The beer tastes like shit. It's the it's the illustration of corporate greed. It, it racist misogynist assholes like Jurgensen who provided the Schlitzonian yeah, of Schlitz. He's yeah, just a Schlitz historian, is what they called him. Oh, He's not really racist or uh, uh, misogynist. Probably I a hope. great guy. Could be a great guy. Um, no, I, I want to put all those great pieces guys of shit behind me. Yeah. Yeah. I want to put all that shit behind me, including this. I want to put this beer. I want to put you behind hey. me when we do a sumo <laughs> and verse sumo. And I'll put this beer You're underneath gonna me. You're going to regret that. Uh, yeah, I would never I'm do that. beat your you. ass. Um, and I want to put the whole thing behind everyone else in the ring. If the, if the rankings were an inverse sumo, <laughs> I put Schlitz uh, right and back by the tank, straddling the tank. <laughs> And I put it below Molson, below Michelob Ultra, below Miller 64, below Miller Lite, below Budweiser, just like it was when it was at its peak, when it was just above Anheuser-Busch, right before the fall. I, I don't want to let it, it eclipse the Budweiser brand. You're right. It doesn't deserve that. I put it between Budweiser and Olympia. What do you think? I think that's fair. I Fuck Schlitz, I guess. I was always proud of it because it was Wisconsin beer, but learning more about its history, I'm like, what a Fuck bunch of fucking beer. idiots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gold Miller Light. We're big Miller Light boys now. Uh, don't take the lessons from Schlitz. Take the lessons from us and tune in another week.
The Cold Cans Podcast is recorded in the Overcast Room at Cloud Studios in Seattle, Washington. Visit cloudstudioseattle.com 